this has kind of been an emotional process writing this lesson. I just, I just want you guys to know that, that because a um, couple of reasons. One, I take this topic and the, this subject that we're going to speak on tonight very seriously. Okay, and, and I don't want that to ever be mistaken, that I don't take this seriously. Um, but it's also been something that, one, hits a little close to home for me in some regards. But two... Um, hits so far away from home for me that, that I, have a tr- I have trouble grasping it and really understanding it. And so what I want to do to start tonight is I want to start with a disclaimer, okay? I, I, I don't want anyone to leave tonight upset with me about anything I say, okay? And I know that that's like the biggest cop-out ever is like, hey, guys, I'm going to say a lot of controversial things tonight, but don't be mad at me, Okay. Um, that's not really what I'm trying to say here, but I'm, I'm openly admitting to you at the start of this, that this is not something that, um, that I have personally ever gone through. And so it's hard for me to speak on it as if I have, does, does that make sense to you guys? And, And so if I ever say anything tonight, when you're like, man, you're so off, you don't even know what you're talking about, please grant me grace. Because I, I don't know. I'll just be right up front with you and say I don't know. Um, so please, I'm going to start out tonight saying don't be upset with me by anything I say tonight. If you are, please come talk to me. Please. Because I want to hear you out. And, and I think that another reason this was so emotional for me is, is I've, like I said, I've been in youth ministry for, this doesn't even seem real, like five years now. Um, and, and I see the effect that what we're going to talk about tonight has on my students. And I think you guys know how much I care for you guys, how much I cared for my last youth group. Um, man, I love you guys. You're, you're my, you're my kids. Like, I mean, in, in, in one regard, I view you guys as my kids, and I care for you guys, and I love you guys, and I want what's best for you. And so whenever I see you guys struggling with this kind of stuff, realizing that I have a chance to speak to that tonight is, is a very, very heavy burden, right? That, that I could maybe say something tonight that could positively impact your life. And, and I realized, as I kind of started to think through that, I realized that I kind of have that opportunity every week. Like, I should really hold the gravity of what I say every week of having this ability to positively change you. Uh, but there's something about this topic, there's something about this lesson um, that kind of just feels a little different. Um, so what we're going to talk about tonight is a question that, that was written, and I'm going to try to read it as best. I should have written it down. Um, but I'm going to try to read it the best it was on the card. Um, I had a couple people ask about this topic, but I really liked the way that one person worded this. Again, I have no idea who it is. You may be in here. You may be not in here. I don't know. Um, but when we, when we collected up all those questions, right, I looked through and I tried to find the ones that were asked the most, um, asked, I think, the, the best way. We talked about in the very first lesson of this series, the right way to ask questions to God. And... Um, so one came in and said, why do I, as a Christian, still suffer from anxiety when I know that God has everything in his hands? And I looked at that question and I really kind of had to think about it because 
it makes sense that you would ask this question because if you, if you fully trust and believe that God has everything in his hands and that his hand is on everything and he is in control of everything, then it does not make sense that you would have anxiety. And so if you are a Bible-believing Christian who truly believes that God has everything in his hands and is in control of everything, and you still suffer from anxiety, that doesn't match up. And so I can see why this goes from a question of why is this to is God real almost in a way? Because if God is real and what he says is true, how can this statement be true? And so the more I read that and the more I looked at it, um, I really had to try to put myself in that person's shoes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, again, start with something right here. And this is a statement that is going to carry through. Hopefully I don't misspeak as I go through this lesson. But I want to I illustrate or, or explain at least how I'm going to describe it, um, the difference between worry and anxiety, okay? Because we can all agree that those are two totally different things, okay? So I would characterize for, for, for myself, and this is my definition that I'm going to carry through this lesson, okay? So for me, worry is almost like being nervous um, about something that's going to happen or, or, or nervous about something, it's almost like an isolated more thing. Like I worried about this situation specifically. Whereas anxiety is more of a, uh, I, I really, I'm really trying to steer away and I'm, af- I'm afraid I'm gonna say this at some point and I really don't want it to be taken the wrong way. Um, anxiety is more of a condition, okay? Like it's more of a permanent Thing, where it's a, a cycle, it's a repetitive, it's something that is biologically ingrained and, and you, you can't almost help but constantly worry, right? So worry is almost like a lower tier of anxiety or anxiety is almost like a permanent state of worry. And that's the way I'm going to kind of describe it because for myself personally, I've never, I've never experienced anxiety, okay? I have never experienced this this type of just constantly being, I don't even know the word, like just high strung and worrisome and, and all the things that come with anxiety. Okay. I have never personally experienced that, that in my life. However, I have worried about something, right? I think we all have in here. We can all sit here and say at isolated moments in our life, we have been worried or we have worried about a situation. And, and so when I look at this, and I can say I've experienced stress, I've experienced worry in my life, but I've never struggled with anxiety. So when I hear, uh, when I hear students, when I hear people talk about anxiety or see them react or, or act in response to their anxiety, it's really challenging for me to, to connect with them because I've never experienced that before. So when I hear someone say, I'm having an anxiety attack, or, um, you know, this whole situation is really giving me very high anxiety. I don't know how to process that because I don't understand what that means. And, and so I hope that you guys can understand as we continue to talk about this, that I'm really treading into an area that makes me worried, which is kind of ironic in a way. But, um, but really, I, I even called Haley before I went over to the gym and I was like, man, I really wish you were here. Because I'm so nervous to talk about this because I hope I can do it justice, having not gone through it. And and realistically for me, and you you guys know this, this hasn't been a secret, I was not 
as, I mean, just the lady killer that I am now in high school, okay? I did not date, not even once in high school. I did not date, not even once my freshman year of college. I did start dating my sophomore year of college, and then I met Haley right after my sophomore year of college. But um, I had never really experienced anyone, and I not had close friends, that, and, but I'd never really helped them or, or had any of them that knowingly confided in me with dealing with anxiety until I started dating Haley. And she'll tell you, she gave me permission to tell you guys tonight that she struggles with anxiety. And it was something I had never witnessed. And, and let me tell you, if you're someone who doesn't struggle with anxiety, when you get put around someone, it is, it is genuinely one of the most confusing things ever. Um, because you, you can't even begin to put yourself in the shoes of that person. And you feel so helpless and you feel so hopeless in that moment for them. Like all you want to do is you want to reach out and you want to help them and you want to comfort them and you want to make things better, but there's nothing you can do. And, and the more you try to help, the worse it becomes, right? Because like when you, when you try to, when you try to push into that envelope, the anxiety heightens, right? And, and so Haley and I have had, and, and obviously um, it's no secret to anyone in here that anxiety is something that is, is probably more of a pandemic in our society than even COVID is, right? Like, now it's not contagious, but, uh, but I would say more people in the U.S. struggle with anxiety than probably almost anything else, and especially teenagers. I see it. Like, this is my job, guys. I, I don't think people realize a lot of times that, like, doing teenage things is like my job. I'm basically just a big baby, okay? Uh, I'm a man-child. Um, but that is my career. I'm a professional man-child, okay? Um, but realistically, like, I'm, I'm in the trenches with you guys, right? I want, to be, I, I want to be with you guys. I want to help you guys. I want to experience life with you guys. And so I see the things that you guys go through. And I try to help in the best way that I can. And so I see the, the results and, and the, the, the effects of anxiety that takes place in your lives. And it hurts me. It really does. And I want to help. But again, I feel helpless. And the more I try to push into that envelope, the higher the anxiety comes. And so we're going to look through tonight kind of really where anxiety originates from. And I know people will tell you that it's like a chemical imbalance and it's biology and this and that and the other. And, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not going to try to argue with the medical side of anxiety. I'm not going to try to do that tonight. But I'm going to tell you where especially worry comes from, but where I think our anxiety can find its roots. And so what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to try my best to give you a biblically sound answer to why Christians still experience anxiety, even though they, they may understand and they may trust that God has everything in control. So I think the first thing we need to understand is really... Um, where anxiety comes from or, or what can cause us to worry, what can cause us to and lead us down this road of anxiety. I, I quoted Billy Graham a couple weeks ago. And if you guys, I, I realized that, that, that it's crazy to me to think that Billy Graham's like a dated reference. Um, but I know that not, not a lot of you guys in here may know who Billy Graham is. 
cool dude. Okay, uh, real cool dude. You should look him up. Um, we could go. We could do a whole series on Billy Graham sometime if we wanted to. But you guys should know who Billy Graham is. But fifty-five years ago, fifty-five years ago. Okay, um, this was nineteen sixty-five. Okay. 1965, Billy Graham was quoted saying, historians will probably call our era the age of anxiety. Think about that for a second, okay? 1965, okay? And Billy Graham saying, historians will call this the era of anxiety, the age of anxiety, okay? And just think about how much more uh, the, this whole idea, this whole thought, this whole, uh, po- this whole position of anxiety has grown and has developed over the last 55 years. But he went on to say, anxiety is the natural result when our hopes are centered in anything short of God and his will for us. I want to be clear right off the bat. I'm going to say this quote again so that you guys can really comprehend, but I want to be clear right off the bat. This quote does not mean that if you have anxiety, you don't have faith in God. Okay, so we're going to kind of break this down in a second, but that is not what it means. I'm going to say this again. Anxiety is the natural result when our hopes are centered in anything short of God and his will for us. What I think this is saying, more than that if you, if you have anxiety, you don't have faith in God. I think what it's saying here is that if, you're, if you have anxiety, your focus may not be on God. Okay, You can have faith in God. You can trust that God is who he says he is, that he has everything under control, but you can lose focus of that. Right, we we all understand this. I, I am a professing Christian. I would stand I stand up here, I preach the Bible every week, right? Sometimes multiple times a week. And, and I can sit here and I can say, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God has everything in control. Does that mean that my focus stays on God 100 percent of the time in my life? No way. Right? We can easily trust and have faith in God, but lose focus on Him. And I, and I think this idea would run congruent to why our society, uh, this modern society that we live in, struggles with anxiety the way it does because there are so many things for us to focus on other than God. You know, it's hard to find this ability to stay centered and stay focused solely on God and His will for our lives. When we start to focus on things like what we look like, what others think of us, what's popular today... Uh, what social media app is the new craze, uh, what the, whatever you guys want to think of. Like literally, I'm sure you guys could, if I opened up markers to that whiteboard and said, hey, write all the things that you guys think about or worry about throughout the day. You could fill that entire whiteboard with things that you worry about throughout the day. Like there is no shortage of things for you guys to focus on outside of God. And so it's very easy for us to take our focus off God and this adds additional stressors to our life because if I take my mindset away from focusing solely on God, like if I'm just looking with blinders on focused solely on God, I can easily walk towards God. But if I start letting all these other things grab my attention, I start wanting to step this way or step this way or whatever it takes. And, and 
I start to lose the ability to stay going straight towards God. Do we see how that works? And these stressors, these things that distract us and pull us in different directions, they lead to worry, right? They lead us to worry. If I'm starting to go, oh my gosh, are my genes cool enough for this group? Okay. Oh my gosh. Are, does this shirt match my shoes? You know, like I, I always make fun of clothes things because I literally like get dressed like a hobo in the morning. You guys see this clearly, but like I, uh, but anytime we worry about all these little minor things in our life that no one genuinely cares about, that we, we fill in our minds to make people that we think people care about, the more we do that, the more we start to worry. And the more we start to worry, it can lead to this cycle of anxiety where you're worried about this. And maybe as soon as you get that resolved, all of a sudden you're worried about this over here. And instead of walking in this straight path towards God, you're pulled to worry over here. And then you're pulled to worry over here. And then you're pulled to worry back over here. And all of a sudden you're not even taking any steps towards God because you're being drugged in so many different directions by all your, your worry that it turns into this cycle of repetitive anxiety. And you see, that's why I don't buy into, uh, I don't buy into these thoughts that if you have anxiety, all you need to do is just pray more. Like the guy, even the, the video we watched, and I almost didn't go with this video because I felt he leaned like really hard on prayer. And don't get me wrong, prayer is a great solution <laughs> to, to everything, okay? But just a solution to anxiety does not come because you pray more. Guys, you can pray a lot and still not be focused on God. Prayer is not going to solve this issue. It's also why I don't buy into this idea that you don't have a strong enough faith in God. Because as I said, you can have faith in God, but not be focused on God. I want you to understand right now, before we jump into anything else, and I think this is where people um, who, who struggle with anxiety kind of start to lose me. Right? They hear all this and they're like, okay, that sounds great, but what you're trying to say is, you know, it's just not going to work. But I want you to understand right now, having anxiety does not make you weird, does not make you strange, does not make you wrong, does not make you abnormal, does not make you anything that you may feel that you are. You are not alone in this. It does not make you a bad Christian. It does not make you incapable of being used by God. And again, I want to circle back to this idea of, of worry and anxiety, okay? Because I think one of the more damaging things to people with anxiety, and this is like literally as I was writing this, I was like, this is the part that is going to make people mad, okay? So buckle in right here. This is the part. If I can get through this, then I think we're home free. I think the most damaging thing to people with anxiety is people who fake anxiety. And, and, and I want you guys to hear me out here for just a second, okay? And I hate to say this, and I don't, I don't want anyone to think I'm accusing them in any way of faking anything. But there are these people out there. I've dealt with them. I've, I've struggled with them about this. But there are people, quite a few people, who fake anxiety. 
And, and these people, they may be worriers. Like, I'm not going to say that they don't have any worry in their life. But their real, the real thing they're searching for is attention. They're wanting someone to pay attention to them. And, and this comes from a very real place with me because I've, I've had students who have struggled with anxiety and I wasn't able to help them in the way that I could because I was worried about this person who was pretending to have anxiety who just really wanted someone to talk to. They just wanted someone to pay attention to them. Guys, I'll tell you right now, if you want someone to talk to just to pay attention to you, come tell me, hey, I want you to pay attention to me. I will respect you so much more for that than you pretending to be something that you're not. If you genuinely want my attention, come tell me. Guys, I love you guys. I want to spend time with you. I realize that, you know, there's, there's so many of you in here. It's hard for me to spend quality time with each of you, right? And, and so I can see how sometimes some of you are like, man, Brian never even talks to me. Like, why do I even come to a youth group here? It's like he doesn't even want me here. Guys, I, if you're ever feeling like that, please come up to me and be like, hey, let's talk. Like, it'll be like, great, I love to talk. That's like one of my favorite things in the world, okay? Like, really, if you want attention, I'll give it to you. But don't play anxiety because, one, you hurt those who actually struggle with anxiety, either by, by almost them feeling mocked by the way you're acting, or two, you're distracting the attention that we could be directing to someone who's struggling with this issue by pretending to have this issue. And two, it makes it very hard for people like me. I already told you I really struggle with how to deal with people with anxiety because I haven't been there. I don't understand it fully. Uh, I'm still working on that. But it makes it really hard for me to know how to handle people if someone is going, oh, I have anxiety. And then they're acting in ways that are not how people with anxiety actually act because they don't have it. Does that make sense to you guys? And so I learn, oh, People with anxiety act like this. And then I deal with someone who actually has anxiety and they act nothing like that because this person was faking. So I'm telling you right now, it's okay to be a worrier. It's not okay, but it, it's okay to have worries in life. That's going to happen, right? That's going to happen. It happens to all of us. We already established that. But don't blow it into something bigger for attention because it can take away from those who are really struggling with something that can be a very, very severe and devastating problem. If you're a worrier and you just maybe lose focus on God from time to time, and, and, and like I said, I feel like that's honestly all of us, right? We can all in here say, yes, at times I lose my focus on God and I worry about things. What you need to take away from tonight is you need to figure out a way to, to be able to course correct yourself. To focus on God. If this means removing distractions. If this means removing friendships. Relationships. Apps. Items. Whatever takes your focus off of God. If you have to remove that from your life. Then do it. <clears throat> There's nothing in this life. Nothing in this world. That should take your focus off of God. And I'm not going to sit here. And say that I'm perfect. Because my goodness. I watch a lot of TV and I'm on my phone a lot, okay? Like, I am guilty of this just as much as anyone in here. But if you're someone who's like, man, I, I tend to worry a lot. I tend to really worry a lot. Find the things that take your focus off of God and remove them from your life. 
Try focusing on God for a little while and see how that changes your mindset. However, if you're someone in here who struggles with anxiety, there's a couple things I want you to understand right now. If you, if you struggle with that or maybe feel like you sometimes do or whatever, I want you to pay attention to me right now. I want you to understand two thing, or three things. We already talked about this one, but I want to readdress it. Having anxiety is not a reflection of your lack of faith. Having anxiety is not a reflection of your lack of faith in God. In the same way that someone who maybe gets a debilitating sickness that, that completely destroys their, their way of life and their health and everything, you don't say that they got that because they didn't have faith in God, right? That would just be silly. So why then do we say that people who maybe struggle with something that is clinically diagnosed in anxiety, why would we then say that is a result of them not having faith? It doesn't make any sense. Having anxiety is not a reflection of your lack of faith. Two, understand that you are not alone. You're not alone in having anxiety, and you're not alone in the fight against anxiety. I want you all to realize this. So often I hear people uh, with anxiety say that they feel like they're the only person who feels that way, or they're the only person who, who deals with the things they deal with, and this is so far from the truth. Anxiety is an ever-mounting issue in our society. More and more people today suffer from this and deal with this than ever before in our history. And, and beyond that, I think it's safe to say, and the video talked about this, Jesus himself experienced anxiety in the Garden of Gethsemane when he's praying right before he's arrested and crucified. He is sitting there and he's praying to God and he's so stressed and, and worried about what's going to happen. That he's praying that God would take this from him. He starts sweating blood, guys. Like, and that's a real medical condition. Like that can actually happen to people. I can't imagine the amount of stress, the amount of, the amount of worry, the amount of anxiety that Jesus had in that moment. So one, I don't want anyone to ever feel like that other people in this world don't experience anxiety the way they do. And two, I don't want you to ever think that your God has not experienced that same anxiety when he was on this earth as a man. He has been through it. He knows what you're going through. And he is there to help you walk through that. Additionally... Not only are you not the only person who struggles with it, and not only do you not have a God that's willing to walk through it with you, look around this room. Guys, I, I talk about you guys because you're my kids, but we're a family in here. You have a bunch of brothers and sisters in Christ in this room who are ready and willing to fight that battle with you. So one... Anxiety is not an indication of a lack of faith. Two, you are not alone in your fight against anxiety. And three, healing from anxiety comes in many forms. Healing from anxiety comes in many forms. I said earlier that praying wasn't necessarily an end-all solution to anxiety. And, and I don't want anyone in any time to say that I don't believe that God could just be like, anxiety's healed. Like, okay, God could do that. God could do that because if, if God is capable of raising Lazarus from the dead, okay, and he, and he could clearly do that to any of us. Anyone who has ever died, God could just be like, boom, you're back alive. Hey, let's party. Like, God could do that. 
But it, that's not typically the way that God operates. So when we look at this idea of anxiety sitting here and going, oh, if I just pray to God hard enough that he'll boom, magically, anxiety's gone. That's not typically the way that God operates. Okay? So don't sit here and think that God is going to magically heal you just because your faith gets better or you pray more or you become a better person or a better Christian. Learning to manage anxiety and retrain your focus back on God can be a long, difficult, messy process. It can also be easier for some people than it is for others. Some people may, may be able to overcome anxiety without any sort of clinical help or medication. Some may not be able to achieve that. Subpoint for a second. Taking medication for anxiety does not make you a bad person, okay? That's like saying, oh, if, if you're sick, you shouldn't take medicine because you have faith that God will heal you, okay? God sometimes can provide help through means of science and doctor, medicine. What am I looking for? Medicine. Yeah, that. <clears throat> Guys, the process to... Being able to live a life free from anxiety and free from worry is not an easy road. It's not the same for everyone. It's messy. But I want to prove to you guys that, that anxiety, living a life of anxiety and worry is not what God has in, in his plans for you. Philippians 4 uh, if you guys have your Bibles, turn to, you can turn to Philippians 4. We're going to read verses 6 through 9. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right. Oh, sorry. I said 6, didn't I? I started at 8. Verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read this last part, but we're going to circle back to it in a second. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Many times people look at this scripture that says, do not be anxious about anything, and they feel condemned by that. They're like, oh my goodness, God tells me not to be anxious, and I have anxiety. I'm a horrible person. I'm, I'm the worst. Because they feel like this verse is just telling them, hey, you need to stop having anxiety now. And, and like I've tried that, like I told you guys. I, I don't, I, it's been a process learning how to deal with, with someone with anxiety. There's been times where I've, I've told Haley, hey, just stop worrying about it. Okay, that doesn't work. Okay, if you've ever dealt with someone with anxiety, that doesn't work. Just telling them to stop worrying about it doesn't happen. Okay? This verse is not telling you to just stop having anxiety. It's telling us that God's plan for our life is for us not to be people consumed with worry and consumed with anxiety. God's plan is for us to be people of peace and have this peace in him and through him. But this, this scripture is not just saying like people always go, oh my gosh, verse six says, 
Do not be anxious about anything. Great. By everything, prayer and petition. So, great. This is just another thing telling me that I need to pray more and all my anxiety will be gone. No, guys. Verse 8 and 9, I said this was the last part. It gives you the solution right here. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. So literally in this scripture, it is saying, hey, you know the solution to anxiety? To focus on and act on. What is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And guys, let me tell you right now, there is nothing in this world, of this world, that fits that criteria. The only thing that we are to focus on that fits that criteria is God. That's the only thing that fits this criteria. So what this whole verse could say is, focus on God... And then what does verse 9 say? Whatever you have learned, so at the very end, and the God of peace will be with you. Focus on God and the God of peace will be with you. It's crazy how this thing comes full circle. We start by saying, hey, find ways to focus on God. And you will start to see the worry, the anxiety be turned away on your life. And people say, man, I can't do that. The anxiety never goes away. I focus on God, but the anxiety's still there. That may be the case. You may struggle with that for a while. Keep pushing. Keep finding ways. Don't focus on the anxiety. And again, I, these things are things I've said a million times, and I know that they sound like they don't work, but... If you sit and dwell on the anxiety, it only gets worse. If you sit and dwell on God, it only gets better. Find ways to focus on God. Find ways to put God in your direct vision. And honestly, if you're able to cast aside all focus and all worry in this world and focus solely on God and his will for your life, And what it says in verse 9 will be true for you. The God of peace will be with you. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for tonight. I thank you so much for the opportunity to bring your word to these students. And I pray that these, would not have, these words would not have fallen on deaf ears, that these students would grasp a hold of these words, your teachings tonight, God. These are not my words, but they are yours. And I pray that you would have just touched their hearts, touched their minds, and helped them to realize that focusing on their lives around you and you alone and not worrying about the things of this world, all the things that this world tells us to consume our lives with, but only focusing on you, God, is the only solution there is to worry and anxiety in this world. God, we praise you for who you are. We praise you for the love that you have. We praise you that you want to use us despite all our flaws, despite all our mistakes, despite all our failures, God. I pray you would continue to use me. I pray that you would use these students in a mighty way. God, we pray all this in your precious son's name. Amen.